Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. So typically, um, uh, Sean runs this. So the music, the actual, the theme music actually works as opposed to me where I can never, <laughs> I can't even access the damn thing. Welcome, welcome to the big show, everybody. Seth and Sean, Sports Radio. I guess I can start really calling it the big show now because well, in three days, Mike and Mike is done after 18 years. Uh, so Sean is calling in from Kuala Lumpur. Seth is calling in from Hoboken. One of us is a little bit jealous of the other. I'm not sure which one. Well, it's 89 degrees here. It's bright, sunny, and the humidity is a little bit much to take. But other than that, and Sean seems to have faded out. Oh, so, can you hear me? Uh, oh, there you are. Can you hear me? I can hear you can now. Hear me? Oh, sorry. Yes, I can, we can hear you now. Degrees and 89 degrees. Absolutely beautiful here. Sun is shining. And I can pay for four people for lunch for $12.50. That works for me. Sounds like, a good, sounds, like, sounds like a good place to go on a date. Yeah. You can get a toy. Not really sure. Look, it would, it, would, it would cost nothing, but I'm not sure I'd feel comfortable bringing anybody to half the places here in Kuala Lumpur. It's not exactly the safest <laughs> place. Um. When you don't know what you're that's okay. doing, you, you worked out. You it's work, kind of that's okay. You worked out for five hours. You worked out for five hours a day for the last twenty years. You might. You can put all that strength to use. Yeah. As my yeah. wife, well, as my wife know, is doing calisthenics to try. I think my wife is, has lost her mind, but I'm enjoying her. She's doing. She's giving me a little sex dance right now. <laughs> Although she, <laughs> Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along. <laughs> I, I think my wife is doing the Richard Simmons 80s rock, you know, to the oldies workout right now. I think she may be on crack. Wait a second, wait a second. Uh, wait, we got something for her for that. Yo, Robert, what's wait. going on? Oh, wait, wait, that's not it. That's not it. We we do have something for her. I just need to go find it. But we absolutely we have, have for some Carly music for on her. the radio show? If she, we, no, we ha- I believe we have some music in our queue that we can use for okay, Carly. Okay, let me know. I'll put her, I'll, I will put she, her on speaker once, once we know. We have Hello. apparently Sean has. Who knew? I think it's Dan. Dan, you dance, buddy. You're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street. Gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face. You big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing. We That was for okay. you, Charlie. All for you. And she, oh, she's doing some kind of combination of, I don't know quite what it was, 
But I think the idea being is, as those of you who are listening know, Carly and I have been together, not just to be the show actually outlasts our relationship, or it's right around that time. But she is not, she's been a relatively good sport over the years during it, but occasionally has tried to um, divert my attention while hosting the show. So now, since I have to be home uh, with little dude while she teaches, we compromise. I host typically while she's at school. But uh, due to the time difference uh, and the apparent lunacy of my wife, she is trying to distract me, wait, which she's wait, doing wait. a quite good job of. Seth? Yeah? Seth, let's understand. Yeah. This is Carly. Oh. <laughs> She gave the That's double thumbs Carly. down in confusion on well, she's held she's the chief. I assume that's where you were going with this well, she's the president. It, it, She'd be better than the current president. Because agreed, but in but in Seth's life, she's the chief. So she's gonna do everything she, she is can the, do she to is, distract she, she is she is the chief and she this was a good distraction, but she after listening to the presidential music, I think she her high is gone, so she's back in her room. Back in the room. Little dude, dude is asleep. Dude, I, have dude, I have Kentucky, Kansas on. Life is good. Dude, dude, she is the chief. Your son is the brave. And you're somewhere under that. Whatever that is, that's you. It's very funny. My business part. I get described the same way when it comes to my partner, my business. Uh, my partner is the brain, <laughs> and I'm just the, guy, the talking head. Um, I'm glad to see that this, this is where this is how I'm perceived at this point in my life, but I'll take what I well, can get. So yeah, now there, so, there was a question. So anyway, now you're in, you're in Kuala Lumpur. So let's talk about this a little bit. Okay. What do you got? You've done first of all. So I'm sorry. You did not like the Lotus dumpling. I wasn't a for those big of fan. You not, following, not a big fan at all. For those of you not following on the uh, on the Sean Palmer, uh, pretty much it's like reading a Shakespearean play in about sixteen acts. Because <laughs> um, he, he 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 writes a blog on his Facebook page, and I think he puts it on the Seven Sports, Seven Sean Sports Radio Facebook page. And each each page, it's not like it's a two hundred word blog. It's literally a five, two or three thousand word. No, thing no, long time no, to reach. no. I hold, hold on. I actually looked this up yesterday because one of my colleagues was wondering how it, how I can do that much in twenty to thirty minutes because that's all it takes. The most I have ever written is nineteen hundred and seventy four words. The least I have written is nine hundred and sixty four words. So it does go between 900,000 words. It does not reach 5,000 words. Come on. 5,000 words? It's 1,000 between the It's between 1,000 and 2,000 words. So for those that do not write for a living, it's between four and eight pages because each page is approximately 250 words. Now, to, to explain this to people who may be confused, 
How quickly do you type? I type between 90 and 100 words a minute. So if the lawyer thing doesn't work, I may be hiring Sean as my secretary. So <laughs> but hopefully he'll <laughs> – if God knows I need one. So, but hopefully he will be keeping his job in the near future. So you're in Kuala Lumpur. You did your food tour yesterday. Um, you're at the office today because you're working, this is a partially working tour. Where are you spending the rest of this trip? Is it, you're not spending 14 days in Malaysia. Well, the funny thing is I didn't have the food tour yesterday. I had the food tour on Monday. It's Wednesday here. So ah. I'm 12 hours ahead of you. So the food tour was actually Monday. I will be in Kuala Lumpur until Sunday in Lumpur, where next week I will be hosting the show because for some reason Mr. Caymans and I assume Mrs. Caymans are going to a wedding on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I cannot wrap my head around. It's cold. It's a wedding. And somebody decided to get married. Marriage? Marriage? Yes. Marriage is so please explain to me, please explain to me how this works, because they're not getting a great, well, they probably are getting a fantastic grade on the place, being a Tuesday night in November. But is it because then they can take their honeymoon over Thanksgiving? That's the only thing that goes with this. They're Orthodox Jews. They're cheap. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have. I mean, and that's, a that's Tuesday best, night. That's the best thought process so, I can come up with. Yeah, because it's certainly not out of convenience for anybody else. Um, no. But um, nobody, in, including is, myself. My, it is my it is Carly's, I guess, first cousin, uh, who is. 21 years old and is marrying a 22 year old. Okay. It's, it's making more and more sense, more and more sense. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm here in Malaysia. I've heard that the giants kind of did something really bad. I get to some sports here. So I didn't get to follow all of the football happenings on my iPad, but the uh, I can't remember what it actually said. I'm going to go look that up. You're, you're, but you're cutting, I think it was bye-bye. Okay, so can you hear me better now? Much better. Much better, okay. and then you stop talking. Um, for those that are not aware, news, what's that? You faded out again. Now you're a little bit better. All right. I, I can't hear you. So I'm going to try calling back and Seth for a little. Seth, I'll be right back. Okay. What I think he was trying to t- talk, trying to say in his uh, Sean-esque manner is talk about the ineptitude of the Giants who pretty much laid an egg, to say the least, in giving San Francisco their first one under Kyle Shanahan. 31-21 in a game where it looked like a defense which returned 10 of 11 players from, from a defense ranked twice, second last year really gave up and really did not put in much effort. And there were a couple plays uh, specifically by Daenerys Jenkins 
that kind of reflected that. And it was, it was about as ugly a football weekend as I can imagine for New York sports teams. Uh, when the highlight is a 13-10 or 9-13-9 or something like not 10-6, Jets lost to the Bucks. Uh, and then Buffalo lost 37-3 to the Saints, who are suddenly seven and two. Um, it is it was just it is just pure ugliness in, in New York. And right now the Giants, I mean, I don't think there's any chance as my wife does calisthenics in front of the television and is dancing like she's never danced before. Um, uh, I can't imagine Ben McAdoo keeping his job. He seems to be universally disliked by his players, um, both anonymously and, you know, anonymously for now, but eventually. But, you know, he's not exactly – it's not exactly like listening to Vince Lombardi give a motivational speech. Um, this is – you know, it's just – it's an ugly situation in, in, in Giantsville. Jerry Reese will be gone. My guess will be gone, and he should be. Uh, Reese is, and we've talked about this many times. His first draft was his best in 2006 or seven, uh, when he, you know, the seventh round he took Ahmad Bradshaw and he had, got David Deal, and he, he, his draft was brilliant in 07, and he really hasn't been great since. And, you know, now we're in a situation. This team is going nowhere. Uh, you, you almost want to bench Manning and see what Davis Webb has, but the reality is. With this, with this offensive line, you're not going to get – there's going to be nothing anyway. You're not you – know, your top three – three of your top four receivers are out. Um, there, there's really just not much to do. As I continue to lead the Suck for Saquon uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter feed, uh, Mr. Palmer, you're back. I am. Is this much better for you? Yeah, I can, I can actually hear what you're saying, which is not always a great thing. Excellent. But, um, well, I, I, I do understand that. that. I do understand. I apologize. This is the longest long-distance call we've had for the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show uh, ever. No, it's not. So, Australia, no, Australia was longer than this. This goes the opposite way. Trust me, this is longer. So Austra- okay. this and, uh, and Hong Kong maybe are, are tied. Australia goes the other way if you go through L.A. So just go the opposite way around the globe. So anyway, okay. that being said, I, I heard your suck for Sa- Saquon, but here's the deal. Saquon's not going to have one hole to, to even walk through, let alone run through. Is it really, are you really going to take a running back that early in the draft, especially if you have the number one Here, overall pick? Here's the problem. You don't know what you have in Webb. And Webb was a first-round pick to a lot of people prior to the draft. Um, it, it was probably – there were other people who had him in the second round. It seems – now, with the, the rumors are now Sam Darnold may be actually returning to USC. So – and you know my feelings on taking an offensive lineman top three. I don't believe in it at this point. I don't believe in it. Um, for every Orlando Pace, there's a Greg Robinson, you know, or Eric Fisher, or Luke Jokel, or uh, Jason Smith. You know, I, I, I'm not. I, I don't think you take a. So to me, if you're, if you're, if I, I don't know if you want to take a quarterback. You're not. To me, you're not going to take an offensive lineman. And even though the defense has been awful, 
I don't know how you could take a def- like considering the issues that they have. I don't know how you take a defensive player. I mean, we're, well, you can't. I mean, you, unless you're going to cut someone. I mean, how much dead money are you going to have with a J- cutting a JPP? I mean, so to me, it kind of has to go offense. So unless you're going to trade down, or you think a Josh Rosen is a generational quarterback that's going to go. You know that is going to be your quarterback for the next fifteen years, which you may think that. It's the it's the to me it's the most logical thing. Yeah, I'm not. I understand it's a little bit weird because running backs don't go that high typically. You know, Leonard Fournette being the exception, but it, it seems it just kind of makes the most sense. To me. Well, the good part is Jerry Reese will probably be losing his job. And Jerry Reese has, from what I remember, and he may, this may be one-off, but I don't believe he's ever traded down, ever, in the entire draft. No, that was – so. I don't believe he has That's either. correct, right? Never done it. So the Giants generally do not trade down, uh, certainly not as long as uh, Jerry Reese has been, and I'm not really sure George Young ever did it, So or Ernie Accorsi. So you have – a Giants team that is going to get some new blood and hopefully will utilize that. Now, here's the question to me, and I know you're not the biggest Eli fan to begin with, but Eli's got this lovely streak of starting games. Do you think Eli's the quarterback of this team next year? I don't think, uh, again, it depends who they pick. If they no, pick a Josh no, it Rosen, doesn't. That's what I'm saying. No, it doesn't. So here's the point. Because if okay, if you don't think he's the quarterback next year, you're one and what eight at this point? One and nine. One and is nine. Is it time to act? Is it actually time to try and see if Davis Webb is that guy? Is it time to throw him in the fire and, and look? I get the fact, completely get the fact that he's going to go. Be, behind a line that is nothing. He's going to get wide receivers that are nothing, except for Sterling Shepard, who happened to kill us in fantasy this this week. He's got a tight end. He's got weapons. So do you, do you take the stab and throw Webb in to find out what you at least have, the opposite of what the Jets are doing? Because if he's not the guy, and, Dave, and you find out Davis Webb is not the guy, then you go and draft a quarterback, and you use Davis Webb perhaps for next year. But the minute you bench Eli, you're saying Eli is not my quarterback for the future. Well, Eli is not the quarterback for the future. But no, no I, I mean actually, even next year. I, I mean next year, not the not the future. I mean next year. You can't bench him and then bring him back, in my opinion. It's a really tough call. Uh, you know, we're starting to hear rumors. We, we've been hearing rumors, obviously, from Jacksonville that there may be some interest. You know, maybe Denver um, you know, it would be interesting because they have nobody out there. I really don't know what they're going to do. And the problem is I don't have faith in their coaching staff and their front office to make the right decision which is probably a little bit unfair considering he, he may have overachieved with the team last year that went 11-5. and five. And we were fooled into thinking this was a good team. Look, I had them winning – I believe I had them winning the division. 
Um, I, I, didn't, and I think you had them going to the playoffs. I don't remember if you had them winning the division or not. Yep. Um, nope. So, I mean, this, this is so – but it's, they're not even competitive the last few weeks. I mean, you know, they got embarrassed by the Rams. They got beaten convincingly by the Niners. I forget the game before that. So it's not like the San Diego Chargers who seem to find, you know, lost six games by no more than a three point. They're just getting beaten down. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think Eli wants to leave. And I don't think, I mean, not that it would be his choice anyway, but as a Jets, as a, excuse me, as a Giants fan, yeah, I would rather probably see Webb come in and see what he can do. But again, I don't know if I don't know if it's a if it's a fair. To be honest, I don't know if that's even fair. Because yeah, their tight end is decent, and and Shepard, you know, Evan Ingram has been, has been good, and Shepard's a good player. And they but their running game is mediocre. Their line is the worst in the league. He's going to get beat. He's going to get beaten alive. So how, if you only have two seconds to throw the ball, how exactly are you going to? Are you going to? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. What would you okay. think? I mean, I think that look. In my opinion, Eli's not next year. He's not. He's not there. So you would. So you would if you're going to start rebuilding this, if you're going to start rebuilding this team, and look, I don't have the sentimentality that you do. Okay, I'm a I'm not a Giants fan. Um, I don't. The NFL is not about what you've done. It's sports is not about what you've done. It's what you will do. But the sentimentality that the Giants and Giants fans and Giants management and the Giants owners more than any other team. Well, I say that there are two teams that are very similar: the Giants and the Steelers. In that, their ownership takes a huge sentimental view with the team. And you would say, well, Dallas too, but that's not true. Dallas is cutthroat. Jerry Jones wants to win. If Jason Garrett can't do it, he doesn't care. It's Jason. Yeah. Jason Garrett's his guy, but Jason Garrett ain't cutting the mustard. I don't think he'd have any problem whatsoever firing him. He fired Tom Landry. I mean, (laughs) there's a lot to be said for that. He, he basically fired Jerry, uh, Jimmy Johnson. He wants to win, and he wants the credit. But when you look at the Roonies, and you look at the Maras, and you look at the Tishes, the old guard, maybe even Lamar Hunt, uh, the Hunts, it's not Lamar anymore, but Clark Hunt, down in Kansas City, they're very much old school in the fact that they have a nostalgic view. And I think Eli's falling into that nostalgic view. And I don't think it's a lot to cut him after this year. I think most of that money is already off the cap. Um, and I think next year they'd have to, I think he's a free agent actually after next year. So you're looking at another huge deal. I think there's two years. Even if there's two years, let's say there's two years, you're looking at another huge deal. So if you don't think he's the quarterback three years from now, which you've already told me you don't think he is, then this is the time. This is the time that you either cut him or get rid of him. And you see what you can get for him, if you can get anything for him, which I'm not even sure you could. I mean, that's a that's a huge salary. That's a $20 million salary. 
So I'm not sure you can get anything for them. But and NFL trades are extremely hard to make. There are only a couple of teams. Yes. Jacksonville is one of them, actually, that has the cap room to absorb that deal. Um, so I think you, I think you bench him. I mean, that would kill us in fantasy. But I definitely th- because the whole point to taking Eli in the first place was we definitely have a starter. That would just be ironic that he would be benched. Uh, a la Jay Cutler. But yeah, I think you I think you get rid of him. I don't think the Giants have much of a choice. You need to see what's what's going on for next year already. It's, and if he's not the quarterback next year, you try it. And if I'm the Giants I trade that pick. Absolutely trade that pick. I don't I don't think there's any bones unless you're going to spend fifty to sixty mil you're gonna do exactly what Jacksonville did which is spend a boatload of money on offensive line. Well, that's what I, you know, and it's funny because the guy that we wanted them to go for, Andrew Whitworth, has been an absolute revolution, revelation, excuse me, revolution, revelation in, in Los Angeles. And it's amazing to see how what happens with Jared Goff when you have a better offensive coach and better offensive line, um, to say the least. You know, from – a team that is extraordinarily underachieved to a team that's probably overachieved but going nowhere. Your Jets lost a brutally bad game uh, to your ex-quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Bucks. So now you're what four and six. You're going yep. nowhere. We're in a bye week. You're in a bye week. We Where's... win. <laughs> at at some point, do we see Hackenberg? Oh God! If not I hope now, so. if not yeah. now, then if when? not now, then when? Then when? And I think this look. This is a pick that will haunt the Jets. I almost said the Knicks because it seems like they're one and the same. Haunt the Jets for the next four to five years. Uh, if you haven't seen him by now, and you don't see him coming out of the bye week, it you might as well cut him because he hasn't made those strides. And I'd rather cut him and know what we're doing than keep him and have that, I don't know, that cloud overhead that you have a second-round pick sitting there on the bench. I, I, look, second-round picks is have been cut before. Year, is this the second year or third year? This is the second year of Christian Hackenberg. But – he is the first second-round pick, I believe, in like the last 25 years to not see the field in his second year, by his second year. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of picks, at least 30 picks. and That's over 700 players, not, and he hasn't seen the field in his second year. So, yeah, I really think that it, it's time to either, uh, well, you know what the old saying is, crap or get off the pot. And for the Jets, it's, crap, it's that yeah. time. Oh, I know it's not crap. <laughs> We're not FCC regulated, but we do try to make this a family show. So FCC, dude. Okay. Not FCC. We're definitely not FCC. I said F. I know FCC. I said FCC. Oh, I, said, I know what the Federal Communications Commission is. FCC is your purview, my friend. <laughs> not, not anymore. But um, yeah. So I mean, you know. Now it's I R S. Yeah, no kidding. Um, other things going on. The I'll tell you, New Orleans. 
37 to 3, or 37 to 10 at Buffalo. This New Orleans team, you know, a Drew Brees led team, wins by 30, where he did not have a passing touchdown. This, you have a two headed running monster, and one of the running backs is not. Uh, is not Adrian Peterson. It's Alvin Kamara in addition to Mark Ingram. I don't think when you when you look at the beginning of this year, I'm not sure there is one pundit alive who said at the halfway point the teams leading the divisions in the NFC would be the Rams, the Vikings, the Saints, and the Eagles. I am 99% sure there's not one. And if they are, then they should have gone to Vegas and gambled, and pretty much they could retire now. This NFC is so brutal to figure out. And, you know, you, you look at the teams, you know, Dallas is in disarray. And you didn't get to see, you know, Tyron Smith was out with injury. Chaz Green comes in, makes Adrian Claiborne look like a Hall of Famer with six sacks. So Dallas is in trouble uh, under 500. Uh, plus Sean Lee gets hurt for the umpteenth straight time. Um, the Giants we've talked about. Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers is going nowhere. Uh, Seattle, Richard Sherman's out for the season. This kind of has the feel of a year similar to when the Rams in 99 kind of were supposed to be 4-12 and 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 won the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner. Or the the New England Patriots were 0-2, and and, and Mo Lewis knocks out Drew Drew Bledsoe, and Tom Brady makes the, the run and leads the team to the championship. It feels like that kind of year because there is no nobody has a clue how to read this how to read the NFC and even the AFC. I mean, you have you have new I guess you have New England and Pittsburgh again and Kansas City again, and then there's everybody else, but no clue. I, I don't think anyone has a clue on um, the NFC. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by the running game. Mark Ingram has always been a good runner. Kamara was supposedly a dual threat coming out of the backfield. But the defense, the defense of of New Orleans hasn't been seen in probably 10 years. And here we are with a good defensive team. I wouldn't say a great defensive team, but a good defensive team and a team that's winning on the road. They've always been a good home team. And ironically, Drew Brees is in the final year of his contract. And he said yesterday, I'm not leaving New Orleans. So we'll see how much money it takes for him to stay in New Orleans. But he's one of those seems like class acts that puts his money where his mouth is. So we'll see where that leads. But the fact is, you can't help but root for that type of team that's the under the overachieving team. Because I didn't pick them to win that division. No, no way did I pick them to win that division. Neither one of us picked the Rams to win that division. That that certainly didn't happen. I think I had the Eagles winning the division actually, so I'll take credit for that one. You may have. And the AFC. You may have it. And the AFC is the AFC, and I still take uh, lots of pleasure for the comment of saying Denver will finish last, and you saying Denver's going to finish last. You sure you want to put that there? And I said, Yep, <laughs> want to put Denver last. So I, I I will I will love to play back that clip at the end of the year, but um, look uh, we're pundits but we're not foul, uh, unfallible. So okay, let's well, move on. I just on want to read you something to, quickly before we move on. I just want to read you yeah. something quickly. I just popped up. Jets yeah. coach Todd Bowles said on Monday, and the Jets aren't oh, even considering a plan to sit starter Josh McCown. Yep. Uh, 
to get the young quarterback some work as the team continues to lose. Continues to lose. Oh, so I, I've read it. I've read it, but a lot, Seth. A lot happens during a bye week. I mean, they're in a bye week right now. He could say that today and come next Monday and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, we rethought it." Right? I mean, a lot happens during a bye week. I, I, I understand what Bowles is saying, and Bowles is basically fighting for his job and doing a very good job of fighting for that job, being only being four yeah. and six, when I thought that they would be two and fourteen. Um, but at the same time. Todd Bowles runs the coaching staff. Mike McConnell is probably looking Maganin is probably looking towards his job as well. You never know what may come out of a bye week. I, I had read that. I'm just hoping that it's not true. Okay. Now, you said suck for Saquon. Well, how about suck for the Big Ten? How about we go that route? How about suck for Notre Dame? We go that route. How about nobody has a clue what's going on in college football except Alabama's there? How about that one? <laughs> two weeks ago, we said that the Big uh, Ten was probably going to have two teams in this in this SEC uh, this this CFB championship. Three weeks ago, two weeks ago, we said, "Oh, there'll be two SEC teams in that championship." Now we're at the point where who knows what's happening. Thank you, Auburn, for doing exactly what I had hoped was going to be done. When I read that Auburn was blowing out Georgia. I said, yes, chaos. I love chaos in college football. Uh, when they decided to put a playoff system together, before they decided to put a playoff system together, and they would have the college football championship, all I rooted for was chaos. Then they put these four teams together, and Seth and I, you guys, had, we had discussed this and said, is four enough? And we said, no. And here we are with more and more chaos. This is beautiful. This is like oh, Jeff Goldblum. In uh, in Jurassic Park, awesome chaos. I'm actually looking at the playoff rankings right now, and not only did number one Georgia go down, Notre Dame gets embarrassed by Miami. Alabama should have probably lost. Thank you, Carly. Alabama uh, probably could very well have lost to Mississippi State, winning 31-24 with a, with a touchdown with 20 seconds left. Um, and we have we have. Uh, Alabama, right now it's Alabama 1, uh, Clemson 2, which is a bit strange, Miami 3, uh, Oklahoma 4, Wisconsin 5. Most likely, look, you know, we we can dispute Wisconsin's schedule all you want. They play Michigan. They play Michigan this week in one of the prime games, and then then they'll play most likely Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. So if they win out, if they go undefeated, there will be no discussion about whether they make it this year. Uh, Clemson and Miami is going to be a de facto uh, in the ACC title game will be a de facto playoff game. Um, I don't think Miami would make it with a loss, and Clemson certainly would make it with two. Alabama is going to be the overwhelming favorite going in, and although they've, they're not as strong as they've been in prior years, their linebackers are beat up, and their offense is good, but it, it just, it's not as good as prior years. It, it's, it's been a fun year in college football, and there's certainly, to quote your word, Although I've never seen Jurassic Park, but I, I certainly understand the quote. Chaos is uh, there, there is quite a bit of chaos in hold 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 the phone football. hold the phone. Look, you and I talk sports every single day. Basically, we talk movies probably once a week, give or take. We quote movies all the time. Mm-hmm. We're guys. This is what we do. And you've never seen Jurassic Park? 
Like that's the most. No. Look, I, I don't care what I don't care what your NFL predictions are and how surprising those were, uh, how surprisingly bad our NFL draft was or our NBA draft or the fact that we couldn't pick a World Series winner even if we flipped a coin and we only had two two sides. You've never seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> never seen Jurassic Park. Never had any interest. Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you don't find me speechless very often. I am flabbergasted. That's all it took. Look, it really it, it, one of the one of the musty movies of the 1990s, a an actual movie that changed the way movies were made, and you haven't seen it. I I I'm, I, I bet you if you ask 20 men that were born in the 1970s. If they've seen Jurassic Park, I would say at least 19 and probably all 20 have seen that movie. And here we are with you. I'm a little disappointed. i got to tell you, slightly disappointed. And you have no uh, interest in seeing it either. Not really. And believe me, you're not the only person disappointed in me. I hear that on a daily basis. <laughs> but that's okay. Is Carly uh, nodding her head right now? I'm just curious. No, she wouldn't. She, she's in the other room. Um, okay. After her dance party, she's kind of she. We have to be up at six a.m. at five thirty a.m. tomorrow. So she's she's starting. To, she's coming out of retirement to come to networking for uh, one more for one more run. For, oh, good uh, for her. Reunion. Good for her. So good for her. so um, so we yeah. have chaos in the in the in the NCAA, and we, we've talked about this. Clemson may be maybe a one loss team. Is it possible that actually a two loss team makes Makes the chance makes the four at this point. I mean, how, there's what one undefeated, two undefeated teams, right? There's Alabama and there's Wisconsin. You're predicting a Wisconsin yeah. loss at some point, whether that be before or during the title game. You're predicting a Wisconsin loss, so we automatically and a yeah. Wisconsin one-loss team doesn't go anywhere. We know that, right? No, they're done. No, their their schedule their schedule is not strong enough. Even if Wisconsin – hold on, so let me put it this way. Even if Wisconsin loses in the next three games, I don't know what their schedule is, and they go to the Big Ten and win the Big Ten title game, you're telling me their schedule is so bad that they're not going, no matter what? Most likely, it's going to be tough. Um, they're, okay, they're so, that's a, will, so that's a one-loss team that's – Yeah, that's a one-loss team that's eliminated. Right. Well, here's here's the question. They will have not beaten because the way this would go, the only team that would beat them most likely going forward, but before playing most likely Ohio State in the in the Big Ten championship, is Michigan. Michigan is currently okay. ranked twenty fourth. Right. So Wisconsin currently has not beaten a team ranked, I believe, in the top twenty five. Right, and if they beat Michigan, Michigan would fall out of the top twenty-five. So they would have no big. Okay. They would have no top twenty-five wins. So no, I'm going to go the other way. I'm saying they lose. They lose to Michigan, and they'd probably still be in the Big Ten championship game. Correct. And they, yes, they would, and they would play Ohio State most likely. You're saying do they beat if they beat Ohio State? That's right. That's so the they argument. lose to Michigan. Correct? Beat Ohio State. You're telling me their schedule still is not good enough to be in would, the in the in the four. 
here's where you're here's where you're looking at. You're, we're going to concede Alabama. Yep. We're going to concede the winner of Clemson Miami. Okay. Clemson, um, because at, assuming neither of them lose going forward, and I don't think they should. Miami will be twelve and zero. Clemson will be eleven and one. So the winner of that okay. will be in. Right okay. now, I would probably have Oklahoma um, third. Now, Oklahoma very well could lose again. But they yep. have probably, with one loss, they have the most impressive win of the season, which was winning at oh, pretty convincingly at Ohio State. At Ohio State, they've yep. Beaten, yeah, they've beaten Texas TCU. They've beaten Oklahoma State. Their record, they're, they're ranked number four in the rankings this week. They're probably feeling a little bit gypped. Um, th- if they win the Big 12 championship, they will be it. The fourth okay. one gets interesting. If Auburn beats Alabama but loses to Georgia, uh, you know, it's that kind of thing. You have, right. So, so I guess you, that's what I'm saying. Is it possible for a two-loss team to actually get in? This year, they could very well. Um, I don't know who the two-loss team would be. Ohio State is a little hard for me to swallow, to be perfectly honest, considering they what lost. What about Clemson? They lost by third. What about Clemson? They <sighs> lose to Syracuse without their starting quarterback, and they, and they, and they, they lose, lose to Miami, to Miami. Who's, ranked number, who's ranked number two. Potentially, yep. if potentially if it's a 31-28 kind of game, I would put them over Ohio State. Um, you may look at that point, if USC runs the gambit and wins the, uh, and wins the Pac-12, uh, their losses are not terrible. They lost on the last second to Washington mm-hmm. State, and they lost. They did get beat badly by Notre Dame, um, who will also have two losses. You open up a huge Pandora's box. But yep. so, so I would. But Wisconsin's schedule has been so bad that I don't know. I don't know if they would make it with a loss. Um, if they lost in the Big Ten championship. Number and one. ladies and gentlemen, now I, I'm I'm saying this for uh, we're going through this for two reasons. Number one, there's only two more weeks in the college football season. Yeah. No, actually, there may be three. Right, they played the week after. There will be some games they play that last week. Yeah, but Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week is early this year. Right. And the most, to be perfectly honest, the most important game in the week after Thanksgiving is Maryland versus Syracuse in basketball. As my, Excellent. as I'm sure my partner okay. would agree. So, so we're talking about games right now, and the reason why we're doing this right now is because next week Seth won't be here, and Sean doesn't know Buffkins about these scenarios. So we're looking at the expert here to give us his point of view rather than me trying to, uh, I don't know, BS my way through it next week. We'll be talking a little bit different stuff next week. We'll be talking a lot more about the NHL. Hopefully my brother Mitch will come on board and give us some. The NHL, you know that hockey thing that goes on ice? You know the, the stuff that's outside your apartment right now while I'm looking at 85 degrees and sunny. That stuff. There's no ice. So there's no ice. I don't know what you're talking. Five about. degrees. No How is there no ice? There's no ice. Okay. Not five, but five degrees. Five degrees Celsius, maybe. 
Oh, so 40s. five degrees Celsius, right? It's in the forties. Okay, the winter concept. Okay, so we're going to talk about the NHL next week. We'll talk uh, about the baseball awards next week more than we will this week. We'll talk about Aaron Judge and Clay Bellinger a little bit today, and we'll we'll talk uh, some other non-essential sports since uh, my essential partner will not be here. He'll be at a wedding on a Tuesday night in November before Thanksgiving, which we're still trying to figure out why that is, other than they're cheap. So, so, <laughs> and I'll be in Singapore, so, so I'll be in yet another country. So Okay, so that's where okay. you're going. Are you going to Indonesia as well or just Singapore and Malaysia? No, no, just Singapore and Malaysia. Uh, I've been to Indonesia. I was in Bali, so that's Indonesia. So uh, I will be in Singapore next week. Uh, not sure on the time of the show. Uh, we'll get to that. It may be a little earlier um, before work. But I won't we'll be here. It's not matter to me. I understand. But I'm telling our loyal listeners, all 17 of them, as to what, when <laughs> the show will be going on. Okay. So you're not going to be here next week. Give me your four. Who are the four that are making it to the, to the playoffs? Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. It is really tough. That's why I'm asking you. That's why I'm thinking. Um, I I really can't say Wisconsin. Auburn's this is Auburn's most likely going to be a two loss. It's going to be a three loss. Georgia. It's going to be a two loss. I'm kind of think I beat. God, it may. I guess it's going to be Wisconsin or Miami. Um, man, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Very, really, kind of begrudgingly, because it's not even that there's a. I don't see a. a now, if they get beat, if they get blown out, it'll be Miami. There is really nobody. I almost hope UCF can go undefeated and go. You mean USC? That would kind of screw everything. You mean US, up. Wait, wait, I mean UCF? University of Central Florida. Okay. Central Florida is the so only what, other undefeated team in the group of five. That's outside. Can they the pull five, it off? But they can go undefeated. They can't make the. They can't make it. Um, no, if they go undefeated, not, can they do it? No. They can jump up okay. to like number nine or number ten. Um, okay. Just to give you an idea, I'm just looking to see quickly, because they had a couple games that were canceled, but they beat Maryland by 28, which is not exactly an enormous win, but they have they don't play a single-ranked opponent this year. So you, you just can't, you can't go by that. Um, but, you know, Scott Frost will be either a Tennessee – uh, I'm not sure if you know Butch Jones was fired after after Tennessee lost by 34 yep. to Missouri, um, Florida, yep. or Nebraska. My assumption, my my thinking is, I think he'll go to Florida if he can. Um, but it's a yeah. It, I mean, I guess I'll go with Miami simply because if it comes down to this, I think Ohio State's going to beat Wisconsin by more than far than is going to. Blow out, far blow out Wisconsin. I don't think Clemson will blow out Miami, and Miami at eleven and one with a loss only to Clemson. 
I don't love it, but and I really feel very hesitant about it. But we'll see how it plays out. And you're and you're killing my chaos theory, a hundred percent. You're absolutely killing my chaos Sorry, theory because I think if it gets to two losses, if you get a two-loss team, I think you're going to see an extension of this four. I think you're going to see more teams. I think it's going to prove that they need more teams in this playoff. If you get a two-loss team over a one-loss team in those rankings, I think you will extend the playoffs. Not sure how quickly it will happen. It may be in the next contract, but I think that will cause enough of the, oh, my God, how could we do that? How could we take a two-loss team over a one-loss team? It doesn't look good. The optics certainly don't look good. And it would be even better if the two-loss team won the whole thing. That would be great. And then we go, holy, hold on a second. We had two undefeated teams, if Miami stays there, two undefeated teams. We had a two-loss team. The two-loss team beat the two undefeated teams and then went to the finals and won? That doesn't happen. And then what about these other two lost teams? I think it just promotes absolute chaos. Okay, so college football is still staying on topic. Coaching moves. you got Frost going to Florida. Does Lane Kiffin get the uh, job in Tennessee? Lane Kiffin's already coached in Tennessee. He ain't going back. If Tennessee nope. has any brain, they go for – no. He left after a year to go to USC. He's not going. He's not. They're not going to hire him. they got to be nuts. Okay. Um, I think what you're going to see. <laughs> I am nuts. Yeah, I think you're going to see. I think Dan Mullen's going from Mississippi State going to end up at Tennessee. I think even though he's a Florida guy, a even though he's a Florida guy, Dan Mullins did coach under uh, Urban Meyer at, at, Urban Florida. Meyer at Florida. So you think that this, so Florida is going to take I do a guy like Scott Frost. Frost. Oh, okay. I think you're gonna. I think A and M is gonna. I think Kevin Sumlin is gone. I would not be surprised if that's where Chip. If you if you see Chip Kelly there. In A and M. Um, I know they're at A and M. I know they're gonna make a run at Gary Patterson. I don't think he goes. I I don't. I think A and M is too big of a school to go after kind of a court, a hot coordinator. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I think they want to make a splash, and I think, I think to me that makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised. But I think Tennessee should take Dan Mullen. Maybe that's a better way to put it. I'm not sure if they will. Okay. They're still they still have this dream of um, of uh, what's his name uh, 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 of John Gruden. Why John Gruden yep. would ever want to go back to coach college makes absolutely no sense to me at all. But. I think he should go to go to Tennessee. I think he ends up. I do think he ends up at Tennessee. I think Frost ends up at Florida. Um, I'm going to take a running guess on on, on who did I just say on uh, on. on yeah, you got Chip Kelly in, in A&M. You got Chip Kelly in A&M. Yeah, okay. Chip Kelly in A&M. Nebraska. Nebraska is going to go hard after Scott Frost because, of course, that's where he played. I right. I don't know who they're going to go after, um, but I do think, ironically, that when they fire Mike Riley, he's going to go back to Oregon State for the third time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Oregon State can attract anybody else. Um, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So the, the coaching carousel. 
Yeah, the I, well, I was just going to say the coaching state is Jonathan Smith, who is the ex-quarterback okay. there, who is the assistant at Washington. But I just don't know if he. I, yep. I don't know if anyone wants that job. Maybe Nebraska goes after a Mike Leach. That would actually be well, and then, and then we have a new job at Washington. At Washington State, but that's a that's a Washington State. Excuse me. Yeah, but that, that no 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 one's running for that one. So I, I, again, I'm kind of hyper. You know, then you also have Mississippi State opening up, where they go for a guy yep. like a Mike Norvell from Memphis. Um, you know, so I mean, it, or you know, maybe a, a Kevin. You know, maybe a Kevin. Who, ooh. Head to, Some, oh, God. Look, Kev, head, head, what? Sorry, I'm watching Kentucky-Kansas, 42-40 Kansas with about 13 to go. And I guess the Kansas guards slipped and got kneed in the head. Um, yeah, these are the teams that took all of Maryland's recruits this year. At least we're losing the big <laughs> – we're losing the big <laughs> – You know you're recruiting the right guys when you lose them to Kansas and Kentucky, as yeah. I am well aware of. But the one guy that you did not hear in that in – that, was uh, Dino Babers, who I think lost a whole lot of luster this past weekend. Uh, the Syracuse coach, well, who I am very happy. Look, I, 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 to Wake Forest. yeah, I, and believe it or not, if you can take solace in a loss or solace in not winning, a, not going to a bowl game this year, which is what Syracuse likely will not do unless they can beat Louisville this weekend, it is that the coach will probably stay. <laughs> Because nobody's going to want to coach from a four and six team to go to a to go to another power five school. He's not being recruited by Tennessee with four and six. That's not happening. Now, if you had taken to a bowl game, maybe that would be. You know, we haven't talked about Maryland football this year, and I'm, uh, other than the fact that they've been injured, 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 and more injured. Is that really the case? Is that it? They've just been injured, so they're disappointment. On, they're on their or, second time. The second time in four years, they're on their fifth quarterback. Well, maybe they, they should do? recruit more. I mean, how they can recruit a better trainer. Quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may be the right way to do it. Look, they, they beat Texas convincingly, and their number one guy tore his ACL. They, they brought yep. in their freshman, who was the one that they really, really liked, named Kasim Hill. And he promptly tore his ACL in either second or third, the second or third game. And they haven't recovered. Um, that was when they played UCF, and they probably wouldn't have won anyway, considering how good UCF has turned out to be. But it's just been a downhill swing from there because nobody's prepared for their four. They're playing a walk-on for God's sakes. Uh, I mean, you know, who play, who played? It's just, it, it's just, it is what it is. They play hard. They're co- we love the coach, and hope he doesn't go anywhere. But you can't control five quarterback, four quarterbacks going down. You just can't. Oh, un- um, understood. Okay, so we got five so, more minutes, so I will, uh, if you'd like to go first, go right ahead. I'll go first for a couple things. Number one, great, great opening game tonight, Duke-Michigan State. Uh, for those that got to watch a couple of the best freshmen in the country, Trevin Duval and uh, Marvin Bagley, plus Jalen Jackson, Jaron Jackson, excuse me, junior from Michigan State. Of course, Grayson Allen scores 35. The guy never just just always there. Uh, condolences to the family of the, probably the most beloved baseball player of his generation, uh, Bobby Doerr, who died at age 99 yeah. today, and who was a Red Sox for man must have been almost a half a century. And also, what was I going to say? Congratulations to George. Oh, I guess now we're too late on that. Um, 
one other huh? quick thing, and I just can oh, congratulate probably a, a preemptive congratulations or preemptory congratulations since I won't be here next week. The Hockey Hall of Fame is coming out with their inductions, and Martin Brodeur is eligible. And one of the three best, one of the three greatest goalies I've ever seen, and a well-deserved inductee, and probably the first New Jersey Devil inductee. I, I don't know if Scott nope, Stevens Scott is in Stevens. at this point or not. Scott Stevens. Okay, so the Scott Stevens. So the second. Um, Actually, I think Niedermeyer's in too. So that would be the third. Niedermeyer retired before. Yeah, I guess he probably would have. Um, so anyway, most likely a congratulations, and hopefully Daniel Alfredson gets in as well. Okay. And happy Thanksgiving, so, uh, A little bit early. Yeah. Well, that that that's first and foremost. Uh, well, I don't have to say that until next week because you I'll still be here whilst that's at a Tuesday night wedding for some reason that we're still trying to figure out. But, okay, five minutes left. Uh, well, now down to three. The one thing we did not say last week that we probably should have said, and part of it is because I missed Friday, is happy Veterans Day, to uh, belated Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Um, look, I get to travel because you protect my safety. I get to do what I want because you protect my safety. You are there. And that's not just for the U.S. veterans. I've been to so many countries where people are in the military, both both in the U.S. and abroad. And you may not agree with the politics of any one country, but you certainly can agree that veterans give a sacrifice that you and I are not ready to give for whatever their cause. They're not involved. The, mil- the one thing the, the standard military person is not involved in is why he's fighting. He's fighting for his country. He's fighting for his beliefs in the country. But he doesn't make policy. He or she, excuse me, he or she does not make policy. He or she is at the behest of his or her country. And they give a sacrifice that I can not dream of making. And each time you see a veteran, you should say thank you. It should be always there. It should be the first thing that you say, because they have sacrificed more than you and I could possibly imagine, both their families and themselves. So uh, a very happy belated Veterans Day to, uh, to those veterans and, and their families. Okay, the last thing is congratulations to Aaron Judge and to Clay Bellinger. We didn't talk about it, but two of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. Um, if not the greatest rookie seasons of all time, and both happened in the same year. I'm not really sure that either one of these players is long-term great. We've had many of these rookie-type seasons where they've fallen off a cliff or they become regular players, regular average players. And I think, I don't believe either one of these players is a star. I know that Aaron Judge has that capability. I know Bellinger has that capability. But I just don't think it's there. Um, it's just me. Don't think it's there. I think you're going to see good players, but they'll never hit like they did this year. Okay. For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer from Malaysia. Next next week, Singapore for me, some Tuesday wedding for Seth. Uh, have yourselves a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you then. See ya. Have a good one.